welcome to Downsizing Your Home and Life radio show, where it's all about finding ways to a clear path to stress-free downsizing in order for you to live your best life. Each week, we will discuss where to begin, how to select where to live, the best methods to sort and monetize your stuff, as well as the proper steps to valuing and listing your home in order for you to fast forward and start living your new life. Now, here is your host, Ann Nori, the downsizing coach, an experienced, award-winning realtor, auctioneer, and personal property appraiser, bringing you much-needed information to help you navigate the steps of becoming financially whole as you successfully downsize your home and life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our radio show and podcast. Penny Worley, a good friend of mine, an incredible auctioneer um, with Worley Auctioneers out of Ohio. Um, Welcome to our show, Penny. Wonderful to have you here. Well, thank you for having me, Anne. Um, Penny is one of the most renowned and well-known auctioneers. Not only does she do personal property real estate, but she also does high caliber FDIC special contracting and auctions and um, has done so for decades. So she's an incredible expert and authority in the world of auctions and appraisals. And I wanted to welcome you to our show and have you share a little bit of your knowledge um, when it comes to the benefits of auctions when someone is downsizing. I'd be glad to. Thank you. So, so Penny, let's start off with what can you sell in an auction? What can you and can't you sell in an auction? You can pretty much sell under the personal property umbrella, anything that belongs to your person. And it could be um, in your business or in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, any asset that's not real estate, whether it's cars, paintings, furniture, equipment, um, it. Uh, personal property is a big brush. It covers a lot of assets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got the personal property division, as well as someone who's downsizing. If they have not uh, entered into a contract for a traditional sale, obviously a real estate auction is also a wonderful and preferred method of selling real estate as well. Well, when people are downsizing and even before they list their home um, or they're getting ready to list their home um, and they've been in their home 30, 40 years, it's overwhelming because there's stuff in the attic. If they have a basement, um, maybe they've inherited generations of things they haven't opened and they're starting to become overwhelmed. And their question is, how can you do this and how does it work? Mm-hmm. Um, many business models are we sell on site. On site means we're selling at your home or your business. We show up and we prepare everything, make it auction ready. We may rearrange some rooms um, to make you more comfortable um, while we're doing the process, but we typically will do a free consultation first to meet with the client to see if this is a fit. And then there's a timeline of start to finish. Usually it's 30 days. Um, It begins with coming in the home, photographing, cataloging, arranging, sorting, 
by, you know, categories of like items, you know, paintings, rugs, furniture, et cetera. Um, we can sell it all the way down to the garage items, but we come in, photograph and tag and create that catalog. Once the catalog is created, then we start building their event on our website. They have their own web page. And our business model is online because today people are busy and the bidders can bid while they're skiing. They can bid while they're traveling for business. Um, there's an app on the phone. It's definitely the way to go. And so effortless for the seller because everything is taken care of in turnkey. So I'm just going to slow it down for one second because that was a lot of information there. Right. I know, right? So um, as auctioneers, and especially, you know, there are two types of auctions. Let's just clarify that one aspect. In the past, uh, on-site live auctions were predominantly a way of selling assets. But in today's world, especially post-pandemic, and you, the queen of online auctions, have been selling online for decades. But now um, with selling items online, right, you're able to create the catalog uh, we're able to market the asset to specialized buyers, um, whether it's a home that's a value of 400000 or it's a home that's $4 million, right? They're going to have different assortment of collections, valuation, and types of items. And the benefit to an online auction is, I think, the fact that we're, you, you, us, and as well as other firms are able to specialty market that asset to the right audience, and have a reach that's both local, national, and international. Yeah. And it's confusing for some people because early in my career, I used online auctions to sell worldly assets, things that we wanted to reach Europe and they were real specialized and in the local market couldn't absorb all of that, whether it was a collector car or a porcelain animaton doll. Um, that's initially how we used online. But today there are so many people downsizing and, and it's an overwhelming amount of just home furnishings. Right. And sometimes people say, well, what will not sell? What will sell? The beautiful part about doing on-site versus gallery style is a gallery auctioneer who's going to pick it up is going to be more selective, pick the low-lying fruit. When you do it on-site, online, the buyer will buy pretty much everything and you can categorize it. And I was telling a client the other day, uh, if you're a parent and you're getting your child ready for college, you may want used furniture just to start up a household or a first time home buyer. Um, but then you also have this beautiful painting that you want to get out to the world to have somebody buy. Mm -hmm. And so most of your assets will be sold locally, but the specialty assets will be sold on a more national level. Yeah. And I think there's something really important is the convenience, right? I think uh, as well said, right, when they're able to sell the assets directly from the home, mm -hmm. right? A couple of advantages. One, when the auction items move from the home to a gallery, there's a potential of damage. There's potential of long-term, you don't know when the item's going to be cataloged and featured in their next event. But when it's a specialty sale and all the items in the home are cataloged and being sold, 
from the real from the personal property, right? The furniture, the accessories, the tchotchkes, you know, the candlesticks, the items in the garage, as you said, um, items that might be whether it's in a theater room or even a wine collection, or it could be um, specialty items, right? Everything in that home can be featured, cataloged, and sold um, in a very systematic organized and profitable way for sellers. Absolutely. When you start quoting what it costs to wrap it, pack it, put it on a truck, unload the truck, set it up in a gallery, it's thousands of dollars. It's very expensive to move it and then track it down, make sure it doesn't get damaged. You're handling it multiple times. So there's a great benefit because people see it in its original setting and the idea of an estate or downsizing gives prov provenance and people want to see where it comes from and actually see it in that setting where it belonged originally. Um, it gives people more validation and trust of where those assets came from. Absolutely. And can you talk about what is the distinction and difference between a tag sale and a state sale and an auction, an online auction? In the auction industry, most typically we're carrying a lot of insurance, a lot of liability insurance. We're um, licensed and bonded, required to have continuing education, lots of levels of you know, yearly knowledge and licensing accreditations. A tag sale person is typically not governed under any umbrella and could just be any person that shows up and they could take off with your money and there would be no recourse. Um, and then they're setting prices. The beautiful part about an auction, and I always tell people, why do you think like Marilyn Monroe or Elvis's items go to the great auction houses? They're expecting it to bring a level of price and there's no way you can put a price on that, especially if you're selling a home that maybe has a lot of nostalgia or has an, um, a prominent name. Um, somebody wants to buy so-and-sos, even if it's a friend, they're like, oh, I loved that place. Yeah. Um, so you can't put a value on that. And so that a lot of times things are underpriced and given away where with auction, the price goes up. It's a competitive bid situation. So let's break that down. A couple of things you just said, very important. Auction firms, for the most part, in most states are licensed. They mm -hmm. have to have a license, just similar to a real estate agent or a broker would. They have to have an escrow account where the funds are deposited into an escrow account, which makes it safeguards that, you know, sale for the seller, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that versus uh, estate sale companies, tax sale companies, there are no governed accounts where the money goes, right? Right. Um, there's also reporting requirements, how the sale is reported back to the seller. So there's a lot of rules that we as auctioneers have to follow and mandate, which is a good thing for sellers. So, uh, you know, not necessarily one over the other, but it's important for our listeners to understand what the legal um, backing to an auction firm is and what what really doesn't exist and what we sometimes call the wild, wild west for, you know, tax sales and estate sales. There are some good companies out there. Um, but again, we encourage everyone to do their due diligence to the company that they're going to be selecting and uh, to make sure that they, that they make the best choice that is 
for them and, and their local market. So Absolutely. talk to us about um, what you started to say, Penny, um, in regards to, so we talked about the trust account. We talked about the sales, right? So talk about pricing, the difference between pricing, how an auction pricing is done and how a tag sale pricing is done or, yeah. is, you know, a state sale. Right. People get a little nervous because on in our on our website, we start everything at a dollar. We don't tell people where to start. But any auction um, you may a live auction, you may throw out a number and you keep descending until somebody throws out a bid and then you stay incrementally. And our software stays in increments. I'll give you an example. I sold a commercial piece of real estate last year. And it had a reserve of 400, which we never disclosed because we never know where it's going to go. That right. property ended up at 1.7 million and it started at $1 and then it incrementally moved up in price and the mm -hmm. market decided the value and money was not left on the table. And that was for a prominent bank in our area. So no one could have anticipated Absolutely. So that's an incredible example for a piece of real estate. And actually, we have an auction going on right now. And it's incredible because people, you know, sellers always ask, you know, how is this going to play out? And I always tell sellers, you know, what I think is going to be the best selling item in a collection to what you might think or what, you know, the owner of the home might think it always, there's always something that we laugh about at the end of the auction, which became the hit, right? There are items that sell for more than retail at times. There's items that bring in, you know, money that we would have never expected or particular value. So things really work out, but I always talk about looking at the way that an auction catalog ends up in its entirety, right? The mm -hmm. solution is, is that most everything sells in the home versus having items cherry picked, right? Because there are galleries that might come in and want to cherry pick where they take 20% of the items and then you're left with the other 80%. But overall, when a seller can sell everything from the items in the garage, the items in the home, to the basement, to the attic, to the, um, you know, uh, holiday decor pieces, right? Vintage clothing. I mean, it could be so many different things that you think aren't valuable. And you, it's a roller coaster ride. You know, the prices are up and down. And I always tell people to look at the end of the roller coaster, not the beginning. Look at the bottom line, not how we got there, because it is what we think it's an emotional spend for some people. Um, and some people may pay more for a home good item, you know, that that was bought at a very discount price just because they loved it and it matches their decor. You can't put a price on that. Absolutely. So in the auction business, as they say, it doesn't matter where you begin. It's a matter of where you're going you to end up. And yes. somehow magically, when a sale is properly marketed and put it in front of the right audience, it magically works out every single time. So it's a great system. It really works well, uh, not only for the personal assets, but as we talked about real estate, right? Um, so talk to us about, um, you did mention the real estate and you did mention valuation. So I think some a question that we always receive about auctions is, what if it sells for, you know, $5 or a dollar, or if it's a piece of real estate, what is the difference between an absolute auction and an auction with a reserve? If you can talk to us about that. 
In most states, if you don't announce that it's absolute, it's assumed to have a reserve. So therefore it can be protected. But in general, household furnishings, we don't reserve an item unless there's a special car. Today, uh, we did an auction with two vintage Porsches and some really cool German memorabilia. Um, you know, and none of those assets had a reserve and they brought what they should have. But if you have a $100,000 car, certainly we're going to let you put a reserve on it. If it's sofas and tables and chairs, no. Um, you know, it has to be a more important asset. But, you know, I was telling someone the other day, they're like, well, what if it only sells for a dollar? And I said, well, what commission would I make and what benefit would it be to me not to protect you? If I thought your item would bring a dollar, we certainly probably wouldn't take that auction. So there has to be enough what I call meat in the house. And so there's always a level and people want to know, well, do I have enough? And as long as there's enough to bring a crowd to your event, it's the expertise of the auctioneer to make sure there's enough there to sell that everything will find its way. But certainly if there's a Picasso, a Lamborghini, there's a more important asset, we will put a reserve on it. We don't typically announce those or start those. Um, the market will find its way on those items. Yeah, and I think, again, the, the reserve is there for people to sometimes on very high-end specialty items or specialty items that is mutually uh, agreed upon can have a reserve, but it's, it's certainly... Um, it's used far and in between for personal assets, but for real estate, right? But for real estate, it's something that can be uh, there for the seller. It doesn't have to be necessarily disclosed. Uh, it works well because the reserve can let everybody in the, you know sleep at night if it's if it's the right project where they know that they're not going to sell below that amount. But at a competitive bidding market, talk to us about the advantages of selling real estate at auction. And perhaps having a reserve there that's non-disclosed, what are the benefits? Well, the number one benefit is that there are no real estate fees. Um, the buyer pays the commission and that commission is covered through what's called a buyer's premium. And out of the buyer's premium, um, we pay um, a buyer's agent. If another agent brings us a buyer, we sometimes will pay for marketing, depending on the value of the property. Marketing budget could be separate from that. Um, but that would be like the bid price plus the buyer's premium equals the total purchase price. So the buyer is not paying commission and they're able to sell the property in 30 the seller's days. seller's not paying commission. I'm sorry, if you can collect yes. yeah. Thank you. The, the seller's, seller's not the paying seller's, Yes, the seller's not paying commission. Thank you for correcting me. So the seller is being able to sell the property, not pay commission, and they're selling it as is with no contingencies for inspections or financing. A lot of deals are falling through in major cities because of multiple offers. And so they're overbidding and then those deals aren't closing. So if you sell at auction, you're getting a true market value and the person is putting 10% down non-refundable. And if they can't close, they don't get that money back. So it brings you a more solid buyer because they're not gonna hand over 100,000 or 50,000 or whatever the 10% is, unless they know their financial wherewithal to close. And we do encourage inspections prior to the auction and we do showings by appointment as well as open houses. We give opportunity to see that property to visually inspect if they want to. But the contract they sign, the buyer, is non-contingent on being able to finance the property or any little inspection because a lot of inspectors can throw off a deal. Um, a lot of them are not governed. 
Yeah. And, and what, as you and I were talking earlier, you know, one of the benefits of, of a real estate auction is the fact that the due diligence that a potential buyer might put into place, if they want to do an inspection, they're welcome to do so, but they get to do that before they bid or before the auction ends, right? So um, it takes that question mark out because in a traditional contract or negotiation, there's usually a, a, an offer that is made, a contract that is written between the buyer and the seller. Then mm -hmm. for them, typically the buyer then has seven to 10 days to bring in an inspector, check the roof, check the home. And at times they get to negotiate downwards from there, right? right. At an auction... They're buying it as is, and so they can't nitpick or use the inspection um, contingency to say, well, I don't like this, so I'm out of the deal. Boom, it's done. Um, so quite often deals are falling through because they use the inspection. Traditional sales are falling yeah. through. Right, right, yeah, right. traditional. And it's because we're still in a we're still in a fairly hot market in most cities. Mm -hmm. um, and that's due to lack of inventory, which is all the more reason to not set it at a certain price because the market will decide what the value is, but you, to have a cash buyer or someone that's a solid buyer and can close in 30 days um, is a wonderful thing for a lot of people. If they're moving downsizing, you know, health is important. They don't have six months. Um, time is of essence. And so it fits very well for that client. And if in in a good auction or in any auction, right? You just need two like-minded people. If they want it, why do assets sell for what they're worth or even higher? And the reason is, is if somebody has the whereabouts and they want something, they will pay for it. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of times, I think people have the misconception that things may not bring value, or they're worried about one side of the equation when it comes to selling at auction. But I think it's important for people to understand there's also an upside to an auction, right? The other side of the pendulum is if somebody wants it and, you know, at the end of an auction, there's something called an auto extend, which is great, right? Somebody mm -hmm. thinks they can bid and they're going to get the best. Uh, they're going to bid last minute. They think they're going to do a sniper bid. They're going to win that bid. But for most auctions, right, it extends for a few minutes after that bid ends, and it gives the other person an opportunity to bid, especially to rebid, and right. um, and and the price gets to escalate upwards. In yeah, and, and an experienced auctioneer is going to use a software that has at least a five-minute extension, and, and that would be emulating a live auction. And as long as I have someone bidding in front of me, I'm not going to drop the hammer. So yeah. with the software, it allows that activity to keep going as long as there's interest, right. and you maximize for sure. The auto extended bidding, and it allows you to realize a higher price. So mm -hmm. that is absolutely a, a wonderful um, opportunity for sellers to have. And again, they can have a secret reserve in place that's not disclosed and the bidding can continue and, and it will sell. It's now important, Anne, to know that when you're signing with a reputable auctioneer who is also a real estate agent, they're signing a listing contract. The only difference is they're listing it to go to auction and it can be put in the multiple listing and it, it doesn't go in with a price. It typically goes in at zero, but you have a written reserve to protect the seller that you can't sell for less than. Even if it comes close, you still get the deposit 
you write up the contract, you present it to the seller, and they have 24 hours to accept, reject, or counter. And that's very important for the seller to know that they are protected. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity and a great way of marketing an asset, mm -hmm. selling a property that might need to be sold as is uh, in, a, in a market, right? As you said, even though we have a shifting market with rise and in interest rates, with you know, some uncertainty in the market, it's an absolute excellent way to sell assets because it's it's an as is, um, you no know, contingencies, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of time, no financing, and they get to kind of buy, sell uh, the asset for what it is. And it's a great way of taking away the pain, right? So as a downsizing coach, what do I find to be the most important? And I think why we as auctioneers that have a full service package that we offer clients is the convenience. Mm -hmm. No hassle factor. You hand over the project to a professional and they take care of everything. In a traditional listing situation, there is a lot of haggling. And if somebody's taking a whole household of furniture and they're trying to sell it and have to deal with those pieces individually, that can be an absolute nightmare, especially if they have really cool collections. Um, they need specialty marketing, those assets. It's an overwhelmed overwhelming and daunting tasks. Say that a hundred times. Yes. And a lot of times traditional uh, agents would not have the knowledge base. They don't have the connections and they don't have the systems in place, right? To deal with, with the furniture, to deal with the real estate, to deal with the art and the personal assets and all of the other elements that are in place. So working with a firm that can potentially help you on both sides is also a wonderful way of um, being able to sell not only the real estate, but also the personal assets. And talk to us about a little bit back to the personal property, right? One of the questions that we always receive, and I know you do as well, it's, it's about the shipping. You know, when we have buyers that are uh, not necessarily local, how do you deal with that? We provide a couple of um, local third-party shippers. We don't handle the packing because of the liability. So for instance, if it's a classic car or any car at all, we may have someone on there that can trailer that vehicle. If it's a piece of art, most people aren't shipping big items like sofas and things like that. They're shipping watches, you know, jewelry, paintings, crystal, things like that. And so we'll have a third party listed on our website and the buyer will fill out a third party release, releasing the item to their third party, allowing someone else to pick it up on their behalf. So, and there's a misconception that, you know, you're shipping every item in the house, but you have what's called removal or pickup day. And that happens the day after the bidding ends. And then we have a signup software where the buyer puts their name in a slot and a scheduled pickup to come physically get their items. Or maybe they'll fill out a third party to have a neighbor or mover come and pick up their items. But not everybody's like shipping far away. They may have, um, a, you know, a company that's like furniture moving, pick it up locally. Yep. But the most important part of that is the seller is not responsible. For right. That, right. So it's a carefree organized, systematic way of not only selling the items, but also having the removal, right? There, mm -hmm. there's, there's going to be software for them to organize a, a time slot that they want to pick up the items. Um, a lot, so there isn't a lot of traffic in front of the home, right? Mm -hmm. For, for, and it's a great system to have in place. 
along with using third-party shippers. We also have third-party shippers. We also work with our local UPS store that might come and we send referrals for clients that might be in California that bought a piece of China that might complement what they currently have, or it's something that they've always dreamed of, right? So it makes it very convenient and it makes it pain-free solution for the family and the individual that is downsizing. Um, You know, let's talk about, I actually, right before at about two o'clock today, I had a phone call um, from a family member where they're moving the parents into assisted living. It's a four floor luxury townhome and um, they don't know what to do with their real estate yet, but they first, their intention is to first get the property cleared out. And, and it's incredible, again, the convenience of how the auction process can immediately, a professional can come in, talk to us about how the convenience of all of that can look, what that might look like. There might be a lot of organizing. Um, usually I recommend that you remove anything that you're going to take to your new place or anything personal, and then we'll come in and organize first and get it auction ready. And um, you may have collections of books. We'll separate the ones that are valuable versus the ones that need to be sold by the box. These are called box lots or treasure lots. Same thing with kitchen wares. We can sell all of that. We may separate, you know, if you have a La Creuset set or something like that, those individual items will sell high, but your, your everyday dishes need to be grouped. Um, so we'll come and highlight with a big light box and we'll do jewelry and small items. Um, and categorize things in the catalog. So we're taking everything from A to Z when we get to the garage. We know that people will pretty much buy anything. Um, you have a lot of different buyers for every asset class. People love lawnmowers and gas grills and TVs and tools and rakes and shovels. It can all be sold. Um, that's even more convenient because who wants to move that to a gallery? It's far too expensive. And so there's no hassle factor to have everything sold in your home to do it the auction way online. You know, I think being outside the Washington, D.C. area um, for our main office, um, I remember getting a phone call after an open house. I went to visit with a neighbor. They had us go visit into their home. And and as I walked in, she was giving me a tour of the house. And uh, she pointed over to a box of items that they were going to be donating. And I looked over and I said, what is this? It was a beautiful Asian piece, uh, porcelain piece that was in there. I said, how did you acquire this? And first of all, where is this box going? She talked about how it's going to be going to the local Salvation Army um, because uh, her daughter's friend was an agent, came over and told her that nothing really has value anymore and that she should be getting rid of everything. Oh my goodness. So, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that how do you tell a client, you know, and she said, oh, it was a pair. And we've already given the other pair away. I, I, you know, I, I was, it was a beautiful piece that had great value and it breaks your heart. How do you tell someone, you know, you just gave away (laughs) enough that could have furnished your next, your next uh, condo that they were building in Florida. Right. So there's great value in items. And we always tell individuals that are listening, bring in the professional, let them walk through the home with you before Mm -hmm. you start to make decisions about 
what to give away and what not to give away. There's a lot of information out there that is misinformation, that there is no value to assets. But Penny and I are here to tell you. <laughs> there it is. That's right. They're and not how, only how I sell my own things, you know? Absolutely. There not only is there value, but it's a preferred way of selling. And it's an easy, simplified way of downsizing and monetizing. Whether you need that money or not, you can choose to donate you know, the funds to family members, to your grandchildren, let it be seed money for your next home or investment, right? But you have an option. And something that I'm passionate about is, you know, seeing families that are upgrading their home, right? We, we see families all the time that come to auction pickup and it melts my heart because something that had served one family for decades, right? And their children are now in college, and it's beautiful to see a family that might have stepped up into a larger home and now wants to create that kind of experience. And they're coming in and furnishing their new home from things from someone else's home. It's an absolutely beautiful thing to see things that are loved being passed down from one generation to the next. Mm -hmm. And um, and in, instead of going to landfill. Right. I mean, repurposing is very important. And if you're into decorating and being eclectic, there's so many treasures out there um, and so many people downsizing. So you hate to see that things aren't being repurposed. Right. And even right now, somebody mentioned to me this morning, oh my God, did you see how records are coming back and how record collections are picking up in value? And there are certain things, vintage clothing, um, you know, obviously. So there's a lot of value and items that you might have stashed away in your home, whether you know it or not. Mm -hmm. um, I think our big takeaway is for your consideration is to really bring in the right professional to get those opinions, to understand um, how you can monetize them, simplify the process from A to Z and um, make it a pain-free and enjoyable process to downsize instead of dragging it out um, as, as, you know, it's like pulling off the Band-Aid. Working with the right professional is, is the most important element to all of this. Absolutely. Turn assets into cash the auction way. The auction way. That's right. Um, there's a great resource that I like to share, uh, the National Auctioneers Association. There's a, uh, a an association where you can go and find local auctioneers that are members, um, as well as other ways of state associations where you can go on their um, website, Ohio Auctioneers, Virginia Auctioneers Association, Florida Auctioneers Association or wherever you are in the country to find professionals that are part of their local association and um, for you to have resources to know who to work with. Um, is there any other takeaways that you wanted to share with our listeners? No, I think we've covered quite a bit, Anne. I think so. Um, we will have Penny's contact details at the end of our show notes. Um, and you tell us where you're based out of, Penny. I'm based out of Greater Cincinnati, Ohio. I've done auctions in 33 states, including Puerto Rico, and I'm licensed in multiple states, states as I'm sitting speaking to you from Florida today. Out of your beautiful home in Florida. So thank you, Penny, for joining us today. Um, wishing you the wonderful best. Please send my love to your incredible husband. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining Ann Nori, the Downsizing Coach, and tuning into Downsizing Your Home and Life radio show. It would mean the world to us if you subscribe to our show so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Please share our show with friends who may also be considering the downsizing journey and leave us a rating and review so that we know how well we're doing. For more resources, visit thedownsizingcoach.com. Wishing you great success in planning your downsizing journey and taking the steps to living your best life. We look forward to greeting you during our next show.